0: It's our last show of 2023. Time to finish strong. You are Locked On Cubs, your daily Chicago Cubs podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Cubs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Sam Older. Please support the show by following on your preferred audio platform, and you can watch, subscribe, and leave a comment on YouTube. Thanks so much for making us your first listen. We are lifelong fans, taking our passion into a discussion with you on all things Cubs. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get 150 $50 $50 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150. If your team wins, visit fanduel.com slash locked on to get started. It is indeed our last episode of 2023, unless, unless Jed Hoyer decides to wake up from his slumber and make a move before the new year. Then I'll come up with something for you guys uh live straight after that's announced. But As of right now, it looks like this will be our last episode. So I wanted to do uh, a couple New Year's theme type things, uh, really just one, and that is resolutions, but internal resolutions for Cubs players, Cubs core. So we talked about the other day, Chris Morrell and Javier Assad, and I want to talk about some bigger names and things I want to see from them in 2024 for them to grow individually as players, which will then help this ball club get better. Because I think one thing we can agree on as a fan base one thing we do know, there's still so many question marks surrounding free agency and trades, but we do know this isn't going to be a slam dunk playoff team, the slam dunk division winner, a slam dunk contender. They're going to need major internal growth in order to get to that spot. And it's there, it's possible. And I want to talk about it. So the, the, the first person I want to make a New Year's resolution for or a new season resolution for in 2024 is Gold Glove second baseman, Nico Horner, who had just a, a fantastic, fantastic uh, 2023 season. He was worth five over five wins above replacement, stole over 40 bases, played Gold Glove defense. Offensively, offensively, there is room for Nico Horner to grow. And I think he needs to do one of these two things in 2024. One of these two resolutions he has to come up with and fix. And that is he either has to get his batting average up to 300. It was 283 in 2023. Or he could stay at about the low 280s and get the home run total up to 15. Jump the home run total. I want him either at 15 home runs or a 300 batting average. I think if he can make that growth step, that'll help him and really help the Cubs. I don't want to take away what Nico Horner is really good at, which is his bat to ball skills, his ability to put the ball in play and to deliver clutch hits. But if he's, If he's not going to hit 300, he needs to have a little bit more power. 9, 10 home runs is fine if you're hitting 300. If you're going to sit in the high 270s, low 280s, still get your clutch hits, but every now and then pick on a fastball on a 2-0 pitch, leave the yard, get the 15 home runs. One of those two things. Over to the other side of the diamond, another Gold Glove Award winner, Dansby Swanson. His goal is a little bit less tangible, uh, and it's a little bit harder to achieve, but it's broad, it's vague, but I think everyone will agree. I'm looking for Dansby to be a little bit more consistent on offense. You know, I, I don't think... You know he has a clutch issue. I just think he struggled at the wrong time last year, which was September, and in big spots in September, it kept finding him, and he wasn't able to to deliver, but he's gotten plenty of big hits in his career. He was a major contributor to a World Series winner. I I don't think it's something like he he can't deliver in the clutch. I just think he's a very streaky offensive hitter. Um, Offensive hitter. What a redundant thing to say. I think he's a very streaky offensive player, and I think it's one of those things where that's fine and and he'll have moments where he carries the club and he'll have moments where he struggles, but I want to see him shrink both of those. And I want to see him be more consistent. I'd like to see him hit in the two sixties. I want to see him right between the 25 and 30 home run range and just a little bit more steady, you know, Oh no. You know, we know Dansby's in a funk. He he may not get a hit for a couple of weeks or, you know, four for four this day for his next eight after try and just, maximize the hot streaks a little bit more and minimize the cold streaks and just be a little bit more of a steady force in the lineup. That's what I want out of you, Dansby Swanson. Speaking of gold glovers, our third and final gold glover, left fielder Ian Happ. Very simple resolution for you, Mr. Happ. It has nothing to do with coffee. It has nothing to do with your podcast. It has nothing to do with taking walks. I want the power back. 3-0. 30 home runs for Ian Happ. That is a big resolution. That is a big goal. But again, if this Cubs team is going to take the next step, somebody, more than one person, is going to have to take steps and growth out of their comfort zone. That's how you grow, right? And Ian Happ needs to find a way to get his power back while maintaining his respectable contact rate, while maintaining his really good eye. If he could do that, if he could sit around, you know, an 820 OPS for this team, it would do wonders. Seiya Suzuki, we've already talked about him a ton. I'm not going to talk about him a lot. Just overall consistency, staying You know, staying consistent throughout the year and taking that next step. Saya Suzuki right now is in that tier of a very good player that has a lot of talent. I want to see him become a star. I want to see him become a star player uh, in this league. Craig, Craig Council believes it, that he could do it. I believe that he could do it. Now Saya has to believe it up here. Uh, lastly, position player wise, Jan Gomes, your new year's resolution is stay the same player in honor of Matt Cozy. Stay the same. Stay just if, if you could give me the identical season that you did in 2023, we will be in good shape moving forward. So those are the core guys. We don't have Bellinger back quite yet. I you know, I've already talked about Morel. Master O'Madrigal, Wisdom, I don't feel the need to evaluate you know, and give those guys resolutions. Uh, Nico, more pop or find a way to hit 300. Dansby, overall consistency. Too much up and down from him. Ian Happ, power. Say on next step. Jan Gomes, stay the same. Let's transition over to the mound, the rubber. The starting pitchers. Justin Steele, same as Jan Gomes. There's no next step you need to take. If you're going to be 16 and five with an ERA in the low threes, by all means, there's nothing left for you to do. I've already talked about Assad. You know, Wicks is kind of a tricky one because I don't really know his role. So I'll just stick with Hendricks and Tyone. With Kyle, I want to see Kyle in 2023. You know, I thought or 2024. I thought he did an awesome job in 2023 of really limiting his blow-up starts. He he did a really good job of, you know, I think he had the the Braves game was really ugly. I think there's one more in there, but he kept us in every game. So I want him to keep the momentum of that. And can Kyle get back to getting enough strikeouts to just hang in there? He's never going to be a strikeout per inning type of guy. I'm not saying that. But with the bases loaded and one out or a man on third, one out in a close game, and he's ahead 1-2, instead of trying to jam a guy on a fastball and encouraging weak contact, can he just get a, a couple more key strikeouts, I guess is what I'm trying to say. I, I know Kyle's never going to go 170 innings and 165 Ks anymore. Those days are over. Um, And they weren't really ever here. But can he just get enough strikeouts to be competitive and keep people honest? Because if he continues the way he's going, he's going to be fine. If he he has the exact same year as last year, he's going to be fine. But he just leaves a lot up to luck and batted ball stuff. Kind of like with Assad, obviously. But the difference between Kyle and Assad is Kyle doesn't walk people. So you know, can Kyle just mix in enough strikeouts to just be honest? Kind of like how Nico Horner's trying to mix in enough home runs. You know, just mix in enough. To where, you know, it, it's a little bit part of your game, and, and people have to think about it. And, and I think Kyle will will be steady. But at the end of the day, with Kyle, if he has the same year in twenty three as he does in twenty four, it's successful. The big starting pitcher in New Year's resolution is Jamison Tyone, a four year, sixty eight million dollar contract uh, in the offseason heading into two thousand and twenty three, and he was quite poor for most of the year. He finished the season strong for Jamison Tyone. I ask you in 2024, Jamison, just be yourself. Just be yourself. You're a good pitcher. Last year was an anomaly. Just go five to six innings every time out. Keep it three and under runs, kind of like what you did to finish the season, right? Just, just be a guy. Be a solid third or fourth starter for us, right? Go about 165 to 175 innings. Keep the ERA, you know, in the low fours, maybe even under four in the the high threes. Mix in some strikeouts. Mix in some gems. And look, there's going to be some ugly outings, but try and just stay competitive. It it was too ugly early in the season with just these blow-up innings and blow-up outings. Try and avoid that. You know, just... Just give me 165 solid innings of, of, of 395 baseball. I don't think that's asking too much of Jamison Tyone. If he could do that, that's going to be a big increase because he struggled for the most of last year. I think the end of the year, Jamison Tyone was the guy that I wanted to see. And he showed flashes. He had a dominant outing at Yankee Stadium. He pitched well down the stretch. Let's get there, Jamison. Let's just, let's get, let's be competent. Let's be a guy where it's like, hey, JMo's pitching today. We feel pretty good about this versus. Oh, Tyone's on the mound. We're going to need about seven or eight runs. Just be a guy. No, nobody's asking you to be a number one or a number two. Be a be a, a decent three or a solid four for this rotation, and whatever moves we make around it, we will be in better shape. And then for the bullpen, I really don't have much because I don't know what the bullpen's going to look like. That's kind of a council thing. Um, I, I just want to say this. I want Adbert Ausley to stay healthy, and I want him to continue to become a major guy at the end of baseball games, a major guy at the end of games, you know, Merriweather, there's some, there's some variance there. I, I don't know really what to predict with him. Same with lighter Quas. uh, you know, the rest of these guys, I, I don't know, but with us we know he's going to be a, an important integral part of the bullpen next year. Just continue the momentum, right? He did an awesome job throwing strikes last year, trying to get whiffs, continue to to get out lefties at a high rate. You know, you can't you can't be a closer and, and have to go, you know, lefty, righty, lefty, lefty, and not be able to get lefties out. Just continue the momentum with Ozulai. You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of cubs that, you know, are I would say that they, they struggle getting out one side of the plate. Wasnesky's one of them, you know, so, so eliminate that. And then the other guy I would single out of the bullpen is Drew Smiley. I really feel good. La- last year, my picks to click heading into 2024, you know, Mark Leiter Jr. was a big one for me out of the bullpen. And, and so was Azulai, to be honest. Um, and I think Drew Smiley is going to have a real role on, on this team and this bullpen. And you know, I want to see him pitch one to two winning shifts. Uh, I want that velocity between 92 and 94, which he can get to when he knows he's not going to pitch long and, and really help us. You're not a starter anymore, and there's nothing wrong with that. There, there, there's still uh, contributions to be had. So those are my resolutions for 2024 for kind of the main uh, Cubs guys. And I think that, you know, if those things are accomplished, they're not all going to be accomplished. But if the majority are, that's going to give this team a lift right there. You know, there is internal growth. I don't think we saw the absolute best of Dansby or Nico or Sayah or Ian. You know, let's see those guys continue to grow. And if they can, it'll make the team better and it'll make the offseason better not as crucial as we think in order to win the division. Cause we'll have some, some internal growth. So that's kind of where I landed on that. I'm curious to hear what you guys think, what your goals are. You know, I'm, I'm sure I forgot somebody that you wanted to bring in. I didn't mention, I know PCA or Kate or any of that. I don't, you know, I like to just stay with stuff that I know is doable. Obviously for Cade, it would be, you know, by, by July, you're one of our top guys in the rotation, but I don't want to set that. I want to set him up for that PCA and those guys are too young. I uh, just wanted to stick to the core guys, but uh, yeah, that's pretty much that. Uh, coming up next, we're going to talk about the Toronto Blue Jays and the acquisition they acquisitions they've made the last couple of days, and how it impacts the Cody Bellinger market, and maybe even some trades. But first, this episode is brought to you by FanDuel. The NFL season is coming to a close and you can get incredible offers from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Now is the best time to join FanDuel. This app is easy to use. and You can bet on everything from spreads to player pl- props and more. I believe the Chicago Bears are a three-point favorite this Sunday, uh, New Year's Eve day on the lakefront against the Atlanta Falcons, playoff hopeful Atlanta Falcons. I think the Bears are going to win that game. Uh so please join FanDuel.com slash locked and kick off the NFL season with an offer you won't want to miss. FanDuel, official, official partner of Locked On Podcast Network, and the National Football League. We are back here on Locked On Cubs. And the Toronto Blue Jays made two interesting acquisitions. Finally said that word right uh the last couple of days. On I think it was Wednesday, uh, they signed Kevin Kiermeyer, re-signed him to a two-year, $10 million deal to play center field. And then on Thursday, they signed, or maybe it was Tuesday and Wednesday. I got my days mixed up. I'm I'm all out of it. It's a late show for me. It's about 10:25 uh central time right now. But uh uh I think it was Wednesday, they signed uh Isaiah Keener Falefa um and and to, to play shortstop. So why is that important? Well, Kiermeyer plays center field. Who else plays center field? Cody Bellinger. Kiner Falefa plays. He could play third. He could play short. Neither one of these deals is an automatic, you know, oh, they're out on Bellinger. Oh, they might trade Bo Bichette. But it does just open the door a little bit. A little bit. You know, if they went after Kiermaier, that means they're going to want Bellinger to play first base and D H Guerrero, would they pay Cody Bellinger $200 million to play first base? Because Kiermaier's biggest strength is his defense. He He's a phenomenal defensive center fielder, and he is probably a better defensive center fielder than Cody Bellinger. So, you know, it, it just—I I think it was good news for the Cubs, is what I'm trying to say. And the Bo Bichette thing—I don't want to open that. We originally reported that it was possible that they took a look at trading Bo Bichette. It is interesting that they signed Kiner Falefa. Uh, I don't—you know—I wouldn't read too much into it because he could be a utility guy. He can play all over the diamond, but it just raises your eyebrow a little bit. And I think it's—it's both good news for the Cubs. And I think really the main thing now is you know, the Cubs do feel like they should be in pole position to sign Bellinger. And it's just a waiting game between them and Scott Boris and getting to a deal. And, you know, Boris is going to soak every dollar, every inch of leverage that he has. uh, But I just think it's good news, you know, for the Cubs Uh, with those additions. And then the Minnesota Twins on Wednesday afternoon made an addition as well. The Cubs are currently, as we speak, it's about 1030 central time. Wednesday evening the Cubs are the only team in the major leagues to not acquire a big league player via trade or free agency as we sit here it is December 27th on Wednesday as i'm recording this you're listening to it on Thursday the 28th but uh that's pretty crazy and you know i think it's you know somebody made the point to me today on, on Twitter. They're like, hey, I think it's th- this is a good thing because if the Cubs weren't really serious about winning in 2024, they would have already made some fringe acquisitions maybe on the bullpen. But the fact that they haven't done anything yet tells me this this person was like, they are waiting for something big. And you know, that's a very optimistic way of of looking at it. I am a little bit more frustrated and pessimistic, but I do think the Blue Jays going out and getting Kiermaier isn't nothing. It's not everything. It doesn't send Bellinger to the Cubs, but it helps them a little bit because if the, the concern was always, are the Blue Jays just going to pay an astronomical price for Bellinger or the Yankees or the Giants. Now that they already gave 10 million to Kiermaier, I just don't think they're going to pay something astronomical. I think it should be in the ballpark and something the Cubs could compete with. So hopefully Soon they get the Bellinger thing done. That could take a while. The Hoskins thing could take a while, getting a pitcher, getting a reliever. We all know how it is, but at least there was some positive momentum, I think, for the Cubs this week in getting one of those things done. Coming up next, we wrap up 2023. We are back here on Locked on Cubs and it is our last episode. We've done a lot of holiday party stuff, a lot of thanking everybody, so I'm not going to go down that road again. Everybody knows, I think, you know how how grateful Matt and I have been for our support um, I, I I do want to say, you know, this is th- this is a big thing to say, so I hope everybody braces themselves, but look, every era, every era has has icons that you want to go see, you know Elvis Presley. The Beatles at Shea Stadium in the 60s. Bruce Springsteen, Michael Jackson, Prince, you know, whoever it is, Madonna, uh, Taylor Swift. And you could join that type of list by coming to check us out, Cubs and Grub, Wednesday, January 10th, February, Wednesday, February 7th, the Arcada Theater, the 10th of January. And of course, uh, in Displays, February 7th. Ha ha ha, it's a joke. It's hard to land jokes when Matt's not here because he'd laugh and then you guys don't to laugh, but I was just kidding. So smile. Uh, as far as 2023 goes, it was really one of the craziest Cubs seasons I've ever experienced, and I don't think that's hyperbole. The, the ups and downs of 2023. I mean, let's just really quickly, you know, pretty good start in April, awful May, steady June really good July, amazing August, a September from hell. Then as we are mourning the Cubs not making the playoffs, they go ahead and upgrade and get rid of David Ross and hire Craig Council and going into the off season, it's Otani or bust, Soto or bust, Yamamoto maybe, whoever else it is, and they don't get any of them, and now we're in this holding pattern. It has just been a roller coaster. But what I can say is is it's been an absolute blast to cover every single second of it on this show with Matt and with you guys, and I cannot wait to see what happens and what is in store For 2024. So I hope everybody has a happy new year. Hopefully I do see you before the new year. Because that means the Cubs did something. But if they don't. I will see you next year. And go Cubbies. Oh. Let's end the show, huh? Man, I'm a little off today. Shout out to the Everydayers who are with us all five episodes throughout the week, and you could become an Everydayer by checking us out each and every weekday. Be sure to hit that subscribe button for Locked on Cubs on YouTube and smash the like button for the algorithm. We're also on Apple, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts and streaming on SiriusXM. I'm Sam Olber, and this was Locked on Cubs. Happy New Year, everybody.